Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. So, you may have heard Virgil van Dijk is injured and Liverpool are pretty pissed about it. But we're going to run you through why all this outpouring of aggravation is out of order, why Jordan Pickford isn't the odious criminal he's currently made out to be, and why Liverpool fans actually have very little to whinge about. Elsewhere, we're looking at players who might have been better suited to playing in different eras of the game. I'm your host, Harry Brent. Okay, um, six German players have Premier League winners' medals. Name them all. Schweinsteiger. Michael Ballack. Michael Gun- Ballack is one. Schweinsteiger is not one. Gundogan Sané. Gundogan Sané is two uh, and three. Nice. Uh, German, German. Uh, Lehman. Yep, number four. And, oh, what's the striker called for... What, um, for Chelsea, a winger. Oh, German winger. For... He retired quite early. He was in the World I Cup. Scored a world. I possibly know what you who you were talking about. German winger that played for Chelsea. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Google him. I mean, you've got it. You got you. you you're on the, You're absolutely there. I know who it is. It is that guy. I just can't remember his name now. <laughs> Everything you've said is correct. Chelsea winger retired early, scored in the World Cup final. Uh, sorry, World Cup semi final. Didn't score in the World Oh! Cup. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, my God. I can see his face. <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> I know it begins with an F. Shirley. There we go. Yeah, Cheryl. 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 Andre Cheryl. Back to Cheryl. Back to your friends. Back to your friends. Shout out to Charles. Charles gets a shout out. Hope you're listening, babe. Five or six, Harry. I said six. There's one more. So what was it? It says Cheryl, Sané, Gundogan, Lehman, Balak. Balak. Um. Oh, Robert Hoof. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Easy nice. peasy, lemon squeezy. Squeezy. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not it, there's not like Robert Hoof was the first. Oh, no, no, Lehman was the first. Hmm. But it's kind of mad to think that there wasn't one before the night uh, before the noise. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen there be loads of Germans discriminating against the Germans. <laughs> I wonder why. Right. Um, so I want to talk about something that's annoyed me, actually. Okay. Just real quick. Yeah. I think it should be an every, every week section, personally. Okay. Something annoys me once a week, at least. Sounds serious. I think uh, Cresswell was being <laughs> interviewed on BBC Radio Firefly. Yeah? Obviously, he's a little bit full lad. Yeah. Is well, it's obvious. No, no, it's not obvious, actually. No. That's what it's Yeah, I think it is. So he's being interviewed, right? Talk about it like, fast. He's like, yeah, growing up, you know, Robbie Halver, he was very and all this and all that. And uh, and then he was talking about, then we asked about uh, the possibility of defending against Gareth Bell. And he's like, yeah, you know, you know, it's not that bad, you know, you, you, he's obviously a brilliant player. And so, but yeah, and he's won like Champions League four times and whatnot. Like, yeah, well, you know, he might have won it that four, but we've won it six. And it's like, How is he, shut is up. He, you, he, you do realize. That, that that four times was in the space of like seven years. <laughs> Not your club's entire history. 
that's that's no that's such a liverpool thing isn't it you're a professional west ham player and you can't help but bring up your flipping team that you support i mean mate how old is he 27 no older 27 he's 30 and he's <laughs> and he's doing that oh that's a bit perfect mate that is a bit perfect yeah we want six old. yeah no I, I'm, times I'm, on his arm uh, not on his own two times he scored the winning goals but, but four uh, times uh, I think you'll find Ronaldo's penalty <laughs> at 4-1 was the winning goal <laughs> uh, did you see the way he celebrated it was the winning goal that was the one that made the difference God, that you know what I mean so yeah just, I just wanted to quickly bring that up of all time so quickly wanted to bring that up that's why yeah. I come on edge of the box we'll be happy to <laughs> Well, I don't want him. Don't want defense. him. We can do better. <laughs> well, we can we can segue. We can segue from from <laughs> Liverpool fan annoyance into another bit of Liverpool fan annoyance, which is um, so obviously this week Virgil Van Dijk has been out. Well, out for supposedly the season. Done his ACL. Um, there's been a lot of talk of his. Uh, well, the injury and the challenge by Tackle. John Pickford. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think? What, yeah, what's the verdict on Nick? I mean, obviously it's been, it's been going on for a couple of days now, so there's, there's been a lot of time to reflect. But um, I just wanted to. Football to is a contact sport. If you want to bubble bubble wrap players, then don't play them. Just don't play them. Have them on the bench like Mesut Özil. Just. Like accidents happen, there's no intention in doing that. If there is intention, then he shouldn't play for he shouldn't play football again. Like you know, in boxing, if you do anything that's illegal to the rules, or we, we can do something that actually causes harm to the other you know player or any other person, you, you know you get you get that kind of uh, sportsman lifestyle taken off yeah. you. You can't you can't play in that sport ever again. Did he do it on purpose? No, he's just spreading his body out as much as possible. There's a collision there. Accidents happen. Get over it. It, was, it wasn't It was as if he was, like, I, I, watching it back, it wasn't as if he was, like, miles away from the ball either. No. He very, very nearly got the ball in what was what was arguably, like, a kind of 50-50 challenge. Granted, right, it, it probably should have been a red, and granted, it probably should have yes. been a and all that stuff. That's not what this is about. But this whole idea that some sort of travesty has happened and we need to be, like sending this bloke well wishes in the hospital and, and sending Jordan Pickford to prison is absolutely outrageous in my opinion. See what Piers Morgan said. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't want to hear what he says. He He's, said, he, um, he said no, if, don't say it. Well, it, it was more the, the response to Piers Morgan, which I actually like. Okay. Piers Morgan said, oh, absolutely, absolutely shocking that Pickford's done something. If he'd done that on the street, he'd be arrested for assault. And then the person who replied to that said, well, that accounts for any tackle in football. <laughs> why? Why would you tackle someone on the street? <laughs> I, mean, I just, I, I remember just thinking to myself, like, do, do, is this? Do Liverpool think that this is the first time anyone has been like fouled in in the sport? Do, do people think uh, like some breaking Andre Gomez's leg? Yeah, and and like, they should be used to this. Admiral Cisse, bumming broke his bumming legs every now and again, didn't he? Do you think they would have said this if it was like a like a backup player? Like Absolutely a, not. Like a new no, class, not a yeah. chance. Not like a, chance. No, like a, yeah, a Jordan Shakiri. No, I if was, it was Joe Gomez, you wouldn't have heard of it. Wouldn't have heard of it. I was saying to, to yeah, you guys on the group chat, like I, I've, I've begun to understand how 
football fans generally, and not just Liverpool fans, football fans just want to project their frustration at just mental things. So they'll they'll go they'll pretend like this whole challenge by Pickford is the most outrageous thing in the world because it will give them some satisfaction about you know dealing with the loss of Virgil van Dijk in the same way as I said for the Tottenham equaliser Lanzini scoring in the last minute like Harry Winks's touch was probably not advisable but not the most mental thing you've ever seen in the history of the world which is what some people would have you believe um like it's just a way of projecting your frustrations I I, I yeah if it was a backup player there, there would not be a there would not be a fuss but I, this whole thing about like you know Jordan Pickford is is not going to receive re- retroactive action I, I just I thought it was just absolutely outrageous like come on how many times during a I mean like you know where where was this where was this outrage when Andre Gomez got got absolutely yeah. Korean well, I think it, I, I think the issue with that is um some was actually instantly their carpet true true but and he was also crying on the side it was he was inconsolable on the pitch. No, true. But, that, that, but, that but after true. the red card, what more he can felt, you do? He what felt he so do bad is the issue. He felt so bad that he's potentially ended his career. Whereas yeah. Pickford didn't really seem to care that much. Well, no. No, it, uh, was it half time? Obviously, oh, but it was, but it was no, quite no, easy time. to see. There's a snap to leg. You, you know, it's very easy to see. When, yeah. when Van Dijk's just walking off because his knees hurt him. Maybe and, not yeah, I, I, bad, actually, but... I actually don't. I don't think apart from apart from it being a bit silly. I'm, I'm not saying Pickford was correct in doing it, but I actually don't think. I actually don't think his challenge was that mad in the sense that I don't know. I thought you know, he, I, I, he's a reckless. He's a reckless goalkeeper, and look, I, I, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be happy with 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 a, with a keeper doing that. Generally, I would say just stay on your line. You're not going to get the ball. But but generally speaking, it's not like. You've seen plenty of. It's not. This wasn't a Roy Keane on um, Alfinger Harland level of of crazy, mm. absolutely outrageous. This this was very clearly going for the ball. Very clearly, just yeah. a bit a bit mixed and, up. And and the ball wasn't, wasn't exactly clear either. It was like a bumming game of pinball. Yeah, and it wasn't. It, it was just like, it wasn't around. Studs, it wasn't studs on knee either, was it? It was just kind no. of like leg to leg. And, like, and, and I think the leg, Pickford's leg, kind of both leg wrapped yeah. around. And, yeah, and, and I think because so Van Dijk was planted and the weight and momentum of Pickford put, you know, all that pressure on. It's just the clash yeah. of the technical two bodies. But and as you said at the top row, like it's a contact sport. If, if you yeah. if you if you're surprised that this stuff happens, then then you're in the wrong sport. I'm afraid. Like it's it's a shame, and you should protect players, and and you know you should. But he should probably he should. Have been red carded and and whatever, but again, I think the story here is more that VAR has once again failed. Um, I, I I even think I, 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 no, I think the fact that VAR did not check that because apparently the the, the thing coming out is that the the guy on the VAR forgot forgot, f- forgot that it could have been given a red because it was offside. So they were more interested in giving that as offside than they were looking at a potential red card. I mean, what is sure they're both equally important, right? If you're VAR, you want every also, every right thing. So it's not also exacerbated by them having a disallowed goal and not Yeah, like, yeah, possibly. Possibly. They just feel well, like the, the injustice of Van Dyke. Not that I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm just but saying that they feel like it's everyone's against them, don't they? But it's, a, it's a definite red card, though. But it is a definite red card. So Pickford, if VAR had done their job correctly, Pickford would be seeing disciplinary action. The only thing that you could is, technically I say... I think where they're coming from. 
as well is with liners being encouraged to keep their flags down until VAR announce it, this could then spark, you know, if the if the flag was up straight away. Yeah, if flag went up, that wouldn't have happened. Then that wouldn't have happened. So, you know, this is a this this is a very unusual case, but it's probably the first case uh, that that highlights an area in which VAR cannot work. Uh, as quick as the human eye, you know, even if that human eye might be right or wrong, the reaction is seemingly like it's seamless. Mm. So, but they did the right thing by going back and realizing that a it's a penalty, and then going wait, but let's have a look just before then, and then realizing well who's well, offside, so the penalty yeah, is invalid. But yeah. then, even then. <sighs> It is difficult to just go, oh, you know, he, he deserved a red card because it wasn't like he two-footed him, like like Harry said. It was like, it, well, I mean, De Jong on well, I mean, Alonso in the World Cup for I mean, final or Euros or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Lewis, Lewis Dunn got sent off for, for the exact same challenge. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, this is this is this is this is the thing. It's 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 always because he's a goalkeeper, some, he's got to wear for it, and because Vara failed, he's got to wear for it. But I like, know we're very um, we're we're very biased towards our own teams, and we are quite negative towards Liverpool on the pod. But I will, I literally stand with them. I, I on this, I don't, on the, I don't I, think I, I don't think, think anyone. I don't think anyone's. I don't think that's what. I don't particularly think anyone disagrees with that. I don't think anyone's saying that it's it's not a red. I, I don't think people. I think the problem is people. I, my issue. I think the vilifying that they're doing is is wrong. It's, 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 like, not, it's, it's not. not a, it's not as big. It's a not a criminal issue. It's not a kind of the, the you know you, they, you'd like I've seen all this sort of stuff like you know I think rightly so some big Liverpool Twitter handle did a big like send your goodwill messages to Virgil Van Dijk, which is you know objectively a nice thing, but ultimately they are make they are making a meal of it P- players get injured you're not the first play- you're not the first team to lose a big player for through injury you know like in the same way that when mo salah got injured in the champions league final and they started that stupid petition to get the final replayed which is possibly the most pathetic thing that's ever happened in the history this, of like, petitions chamberlain when he got injured and... yeah it's, it's just... you see they no they have started a petition haven't they they've started a petition to get the referee sacked yeah, it's uh, this just what, horrible. What, what, it's what, horrible, what, horrible. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's got about seven thousand signatures. You know, it's it's pathetic, horrible bullying oh, rubbish, yeah. I, and I really, I really hate that. And that's you know, it. They've got. Well, I feel like all this, all, all this hair and all this, all this venom wouldn't be there for Jordan Pickford or the referee if VAR had just got it right. I don't, I don't know. I, I think no, I think he would because he'd have a red card. But the, no, the, problem, okay, but the, but the issue right, the issue yeah. is not the issue is not that, it, that Jordan Pickford has stayed on the pitch. The issue is that their best player has been injured. That's what they're yeah. angry about. Yeah. Regardless of but, what happens to Pickford, they will still be furious at Pickford. They're just projecting that frustration on him. They have something to project because mm-hmm. they feel they've been wronged by the fact that no action has been taken. But I can guarantee you, even if action were taken, they would still hate him. They would still burn yeah. effigies of him and all sorts of stuff. And you've got, to look at it, you've got to look at it from an Everton's point of view. If Pickford was sent off, then you'd have not just the uproar of the Liverpool fans saying, oh, you've injured our best player. You'd have the uproar of Everton fans going, well, his goalkeeper, can he not make an attempt to try and get the ball? Granted, the ball was all, you know, like pinball wizards. Like, we talk about Richarlison. Oh, exactly. <laughs> what was that about? 
Stupid. Well, do you not see Mane as well on Mina? Yeah, Mane. He <laughs> stood up. Oh, no. Leaves his leg out for him. But that, that, that tackle from Charlton is stupid. And now he's Dave, just, uh, what? Was, it, was it David Beckham that did that and he got sent off? Yeah, David Beckham got sent off for that. What Mane did. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was a Merseyside derby full of full of drama. Virgil van Dijk's injured. It really opens up the title race. Oh. I was going to say, the big question is, is, is that Liverpool's title? I think, I think so, now? yeah. No, I think Alisson's out for five more weeks. Liverpool's out. title challenge done. Who, who in the league now. is looking like they're going to be... Like, come on, everyone's rubbish this year. <laughs> Everyone is less good than... Well, apart from... I don't know, I liked... Top, 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 Come on, to say Watch, Liverpool are out of the title. No, but you, you're right. They, Liverpool have gone down, but with Van Dijk, have they not been lowered even more now? I mean, they, 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 they've obviously will suffer with with him gone, but they'll still if, be in the race. Come on, yeah, but they've, they've got, got Allison there. What, what they've if, not got Allison there. They've not got if, a, an experienced centre back other than. I'm not uh, saying they're guaranteed to win it, but I, I'm just saying that, that I, I think I think they could very easily lose their next five games. What if very hard this season? What if this season is like? The fairy tale season like Leicester, where, where it's going to be Aston Villa between Aston Villa and Everton, and Ever- Everton are going to be like, well, I mean, Arsenal up the sit that season. Do you, do you think the uh, do you think the scouts from the Everton side will start a position to have two Premier League titles? Yeah, it's just uh, probably. Like I, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just thinking back again. It's obviously, I'm not saying that they've, yeah, they've, will they win it though? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. No one's looking good, but I think Liverpool, like I said, have come down a bit and they've come down slightly even more now with Van Dijk. I mean, their defence looks very shaky. Joe Gomez doesn't seem to have any confidence. They don't seem to be able to defend corners, even though obviously they just let him one goal from a corner, but you can see that potentially becoming a common trend. Fabinho maybe slots in, but then they lose that solidity in midfield as a whole. Also, he's not experienced. The thing with Fabinho being so good in, when he has played there, he's played alongside Van Dijk, who is a leader at that back. So who's the leader at the back now? Joel you would Lin- have to have Matip in there. Matip, because he's, he's yeah. the oldest. Because you wouldn't be able to play Joel Gomez and Fabinho next to each other. Because mm. neither of them are experienced. You know? And if another one of their centre-backs gets injured, Joe Gomez well, has had frequent injuries. But... But that's just what makes it exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I don't think it's a good thing that the players are injured. Yeah, yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. You don't want anyone to get injured or have a severe injury where it affects their career. But, you know, that's... Harry's Harry's got a sinister smile on his face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't wish wish anything. But I, I I I certainly don't, you know, players... It's a shame when players get injured for, the, for personal sake, but from a professional, from a professional sake, it's, this is football. Not you know? so apathetic as... <laughs> yeah, mean, like, injuries, injuries happen. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm annoyed at the, at, the, at the amount of um, sort of coverage this, this issue has got. You know, there's been so many games where players should be sent off when they're not. 
so many times when players get injured when is it, the interesting thing though i i find is you know the possible issue of discussing like because obviously it happened when there was an there should the offside call was made could it have been made earlier before the challenge was made or anything like that it wasn't that sort of controversy well that's yeah. what i that's what i said but yeah, the, yeah that this no, is, one's, no one's really mentioned that. But this, will, if, this will be an issue at some point, even if it's not yeah. this specific instance. The thing is, it's already been mentioned before this happened. It was, it was oh, yeah. mentioned, it said, what happens? It, right? if, if, if the player carries on playing, he gets injured. There will be big, match, there will it? be big, like, big backlash if, yeah, if there's a big leg breaker and it happened because they, because they, they could have flagged now for this and stuff, and and I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know what the right answer is, really. Well, didn't, I watched one of the, uh, the aftermatch uh, like conversations or discussions on Sky, uh, and Jamie Carragher said that there's you know the people that are predominantly in VAR have a lot less experience or match experience than the referees on the pitch. So basically, the best refs are on the field. Yeah. But it's said, as, as you you, you, yeah, which you know you want that, but you want you know equally just as just as good refs or even better refs in the VAR that can determine a decision straight away. So he proposed... In, in that sense of the best players on the pitch, why don't they just go to the monitor more? Well, again... This, this is why yeah. this is why the whole thing is, is doomed to fail, because you've basically just got... just You go from one subjective view to two subjective views. What's... Just literally, saying, you're yeah. still not going to get a system that makes it perfect. I, yeah. What you need is... Uh, Jamie Gallagher proposed you have referees that are either retired or near the end they're fully like look, you know, they've, got a, they've got a bus pass. <laughs> not near the not near the end of that, but retired or near the end of retire, uh, near the, nearly at retirement, and having them in so then they can make the decisions because they're more used to you so know like experience. But my like for me personally, I wouldn't even have someone in the studio making the decision. I'd have someone in the studio in VAR stitching all the stuff there, and then the referee goes instead of going, "Oh VAR, do I need to have a look at that?" I'll go, "Hmm." There's, you know, there's, there's, there's an, there's a small area of doubt. I'm going to go over to the screen and get a better look at it, and I can actually slow it down as well. And well I can how make... many times a game can that happen before it's looking like rugby or American football, where it's just this is it. Like, think, like, just stand back from the conversation we're having for a moment. Life was fine before all this. Like, we weren't that annoyed. We okay, sure, there was the odd, you know, offside to call that was slightly annoying, but we weren't talking about decisions as much as we are now when we yep. supposedly have the technology to eradicate these conversations, and yet we're having them more. But it it worked perfectly in the Russia World Cup. I yeah, don't think. Perfect. Well, I think they just gave away penalties for everything. Well, not everything, but I mean, what are we doing now? Yeah, pens, pens every day. I don't know. I think there needs to be it's a small. It's a small. I know. It's, I know. What, how many games of the World Cup? Like sixty odd. No, uh, less than that. Forty odd. But um, no, doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I mean, it's a small kind of selection of. Um, data. I mean, but still, I yeah, I've said how I feel. It's just yeah, you say they implemented it at the World Cup brilliantly, and they later implemented it at the Women's World Cup, and it went terribly. Like, before it came to the Premier League, I mean, like the, the the amount of like retaking penalties. I think that, like they were, they were given the penalties, lots and lots of penalties, then immediately retaking them because the keeper was like an inch off the line. Yeah, and there's, there's and then the encroachment as well. It's yeah. just 
the amount of retake and penalties. There's retaking and retaking. There is that. There is always that, that argument with things like specifically with penalty issues like that, or or possibly with like um, you know to eradicate di- if you wanted to eradicate diving, or if you wanted to eradicate encroachment, or if you wanted to eradicate keepers coming off the line. You just have this tedious period where, yeah, you keep retaking penalties or players keep getting sent off because you're booking them for diving or whatever, or whatever it is. And it's um, also or, or, or sorry, if, the, the thing near the corner where they... Foul throws. Yeah, foul throws. Or you know when they grab it onto each other at the corner illegally, yeah. just keep giving pens. It would be annoying and tedious for six months and then everyone would effing catch on and they would go, right, we can't really do this anymore, can we? And they would stop and you would just, you'd learn that way. You can't do that for every rule. But I do think there's a certain sense in going like, yeah, Keep keep retaking penalties until they until they learn. Oh, you, mean, why, you mean if they punished players for breaking the rules, the, rule, <laughs> the rules would then be followed? Yeah, What's I mean, this? I, I, yeah, I don't really I don't really see the point in stopping keep. I mean, I guess you need a rules because keepers will just launch themselves forward right to the ball before it's kicked. Yeah, but the thing the thing is, if you put a keeper on a line, right, it is so difficult to save a penalty if you're stood right on your line. You have literally almost zero chances of saving that penalty if you're strictly on that line. Well, it depends where it's kicked, but but you have less chances, I'm guessing, than if you're slightly further forward. But yeah. they don't come; they don't come huge. They come what, a step forward if you know as they launch uh, off. I think it makes quite a bit of difference. I'm sure. Yeah. It, I'm sure it makes a difference. But like, it, if you if you just sort of accept that, look, they're going to come about a step off and just yeah, keep yeah. it like that, then that's fine because everyone's doing it. But then, when we played Norwich in the FA Cup and we had a penalty shootout, there was a linesman there. There was VAR and thing. Tim Krull was off his line for every yeah, single well, penalty. As we saw with this, where is the consistency? As we saw with yeah, as we saw with the VAR guy, there's just yeah, the consistency is always lacking. So I came across a post. Um, not particularly sure exactly how true it is, but it says that Carlo Ancelotti spoke about James Rodriguez, and it says here. Quality players have no problem settling in. The quality is there because football is not that complicated. The pitch is always the same. The opponent's always 11. The ball is the same. The goal does not move. Football is quite simple. So with that, I thought, hmm, I kind of I agree with that because I think if, if, if you are a good enough and quality enough player, no matter where you go, either in the world or within a country, you will still be able to perform because, you know, the basics of football can get you in, you know, in the, in the limelight. Mm. Like the theatricals will, you know, get you in the limelight even more. But if you continue to do the basics and be consistent, then, you know, you will be hailed as a good player because you're very consistent. So, yes, so the, that, this the, is my argument. The, the, I, the, I, I am a big believer in this quote. I don't know if anyone else is on this pod. So, and Ancelotti, um, I'm guessing the context is Ancelotti was asked a question about James Rodriguez's good start to Everton, and his his answer was, "Look, he's, he's quality, so, yeah. quality players will do well wherever you put them, in whatever you know, whatever yeah. team you put them, whatever, whatever." And you and you and you agree with that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm sort of less. I mean, I think it's a good soundbite, but I don't know if I don't know if I agree with the. Um, very uh, highly decorated Champions League winning player and manager Carlo Ancelotti. I think uh, I think I'd have a few things to say to him about it. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, for me personally, I think that 
when you list, obviously we've, we've spoke about a few players just then about, you know, settling at United and not doing very well or not doing as well as, you know, anticipated. Mm. Um, straight away, that's a big argument against what this this quote is. But I think the term that he's using is not just every everyday players or like every player. The, the phrase that he says is quality players. Yeah, like, you know, sort of top-class players. Yeah. Yeah, but... Go on. Yeah, I, I know you sent me this... You sent this mirror on Instagram, didn't you? We had a yeah. bit of a discussion. I've quite, I disagree with you quite a lot. I think to make such a, a blanket statement like that, it, it's literally impossible to say that, like, it doesn't matter. As long as they're a quality, a quality player, they will score goals. Because I think it's definitely... It, it's definitely a factor that Obviously, Not necessarily these, score goals, but perform. Yeah, perform. All right, but like you got to think like these players are people. They, they are people. They're young. Yeah, men. of course. Of I'm course. 24 years old. Right? I, I don't feel like an adult that much, you know. But like for some of these players, they're my age. They have kids. They have a wife. They've then got to move from their their their, their country where they, they speak that language to to a new country where they don't speak the language. They've got a potential to pull their kids out of school, find a new school for them, find a place to live that's close enough to the training grounds and the stadium. All this, they've got to get a new social group, meet all new friends, left all their friends, bring over their wife, leave their families, everything. And I think no matter who you are, that's going to have some kind of negative impact on, on, on a playing career like that. It will. I think it will. It will definitely have a, It a, will, but the way that you've just said it then makes it sound like the player has to sort all that out. It's not the player. The player, yeah, yeah, his yeah, agents, yeah. the club, yeah. you know, it's not like, oh, right, okay, come on, sign up, sign up, buy your own house, do this, do that. You know, they get so much assistance, so much help to yeah, yeah. make that transition there. And obviously, you know, there's people at the club they're going to that will help exactly. them transition smoothly. And, exactly. And that's not but it's you still got to learn a different language. No, of course, of course. I mean, technically, you don't have to. Karen Bale is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, Aguero doesn't really do many interviews either. He can't speak yeah, he's English. He's a bit of a quiet too. man, though, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Is he? Is Ancelotti saying that they will hit the ground running as soon as possible, or is he, or does he allow for a settling in period? Because I can't really. I, th- I think he's referring think... it to James Rodriguez. Yeah. Finding form in the Premier League. Yeah. Okay. So he's saying that, and we may be wrong, that once a player comes in, it doesn't necessarily need time to settle. He'll come in, he'll hit the ground running, he'll get goals, assists, and he'll perform mm. consistently. Because I know for me, that's tough because someone like Dennis Bergkamp, he really struggled the first, what, six months at Arsenal. Yeah. And once he scored his first goal for Arsenal, that's when he became the Dennis Bergkamp that we know and the rest is history. So I think, like Ash was saying, there are so many factors that you have to take into account, whether it's cultural, whether it's a new tactic or system. Does, does the Bergkamp thing not back up Ancelotti's point in the sense that Bergkamp has quality, therefore, regardless of how long it takes or whatever it takes to happen, it was always he was always going to perform. Maybe. I don't know, because he wasn't. And I think it wasn't until he scored that goal he did perform. And then With- I think my argument is, is that it doesn't matter how long it takes them to settle as long as they eventually adapt. Because mm-hmm. that, that's my point. That's why I was a bit confused. Like, does he allow for settling yeah. 
period or does he just expect them to just do well from the start? But for me, I agree that a quality player potentially over time will do well. But then I guess you've got De Bruyne and Salah who had their chances in the Premier League, didn't do well, had to go away to other clubs and other did, to another did country. They, did they have that chance though? They had a handful mm, of sub players. Yeah. I think but, for, but I for, for Salah though, he's, he's, Salah's gone from like a, a Chelsea team that's like pretty much you know very successful and whatnot but, but I mean he's coming on a substitute he's gone, he, he's gone to Roma then he's found his feet and he's become like one of the most tallest about wings in the world and then he's gone to Liverpool the other reason where the, the fans are very very passionate and they will love any Liverpool player to death you know what I mean they will Liverpool were in the running he's instantly got that warm welcome to Liverpool you know what I mean yeah Liverpool were in the runnings for getting Salah the first time around, and then Chelsea snapped them, snapped them up. So imagine if maybe, you know, obviously, obviously it's worked out better now because of the the manager is different. But you know, imagine if he went to Liverpool first of all, went away to Roma, and then potentially went to Chelsea in this kind of form. Yeah, yeah, lots of it sounds about that. With going back to the Ancelotti thing, the way I perceived it was like the reason why I'm slightly critical of it is I don't think that you can say that you know top talent will automatically do well you know what, what was the quote you, you, you can just put them on quality, any, any yeah the, the any quote is the first line says quality Black players have no problem settling in the quality is there because football is not that complicated yeah so football is not that complicated I mean that, again I, I don't believe that Ancelotti actually believes that really again I think no, it's again, more of a we don't know more just shooting the breeze but, but nevertheless like I mean the, I'll give you two examples of why I think things thing football can be complicated and things like tactics and team setups matter so if it was purely down to in you know players being of top quality for things to work, then the Real Madrid Galacticos would have won Champions League and the league every year. But generally speaking, they were a bit of a failure. Like they, they just bought these unbelievable talents, chucked them all in the team. And okay, they didn't completely flop. Individually, they did all right. But as a team, the, the performances weren't fantastic. They only won, I think, one league title in that sort of... Um, Pre, sorry, post uh, millennium, you know, Zidane, Beckham, Figo, Ronaldo era team. Mm. Um, similarly, the bigger example I'll, I'll say is um, is Xavi and Iniesta, but particularly Xavi. Um, obviously, when we think of Xavi, we think of arguably, you know, possibly one of the best, if not, you know, the best midfielder of his generation, depending on who you talk to, but certainly one of the best up there. Um, but you go Harry back says to like, wearing a Barcelona team. I do indeed. Um, with Xavi on the back. <laughs> yeah. um, surrounded by my Xavi posters. Um, he, so you, you, you rewind to about, uh, I'm going to get the ages probably slightly wrong, but you rewind to about 2005, you know, six, seven, pre Guardiola, uh, when Xavi was in, you know, in his sort of prime, in his, you know, 26, 27 years old. Um, and, uh, you know, I always always look back to the, the Champions League final against Arsenal, and it, and it's just funny to to see that I, I don't. I, again, I feel like I'm going to get this, might get this wrong. I think both Xavi and Iniesta were on the bench that day, and we're not talking about like players that you know, oh, they were just coming through, and you know, you know, it was like sort of, you know, they were 18, 19, fair enough. These they were established 
Barcelona player, or certainly Xavi was. And my, the point I'm making is Xavi was seen as a, as a good player, you know, obviously had amazing technical ability, but it wasn't until the complications, as Ancelotti put it, of a shift in tactics that Guardiola um, provided for that, for that team that Xavi's qualities were able to be completely enhanced. Now, I'm not saying that Xavi is, is, you know, I'm not trying to suggest that he's a man of us, you know, that only benefits in one system, not at all. But I think it nullifies this idea that quality is quality and will always shine through. I don't believe that's the, the case at all. I mean, as we've said, you know, with players, like how can, you know, well, it's, it's a bit different with De Bruyne and Salah because I don't think they were given the chance, but um but certainly, you know, you've seen lots of players get ample opportunities and certainly, like Man, we were talking about earlier, Romelu Lukaku at Man United, possibly <laughs> to do with the Man United curse. But you could, you could argue, um, you know, it just was this, as we've mentioned before, maybe it was the system that didn't allow his qualities to come through. Yes. So, I've had a quick Google <laughs> and you, search. And you, you fact-checked me. And... On the substitutes bench for Champions League final 2006, Barcelona versus Arsenal, both Javi and Indiesta were on the bench. Were on the bench. It was what was it? It was a Deco. Yep. Uh, um. Oh God, Albert Albertini. No. Mm, no. Yeah. Um, Marquez. Marquez. Oh, oh Rafael Marquez. Marquez and who else was in the field? Ronaldinho or Van Bommel? Van Bommel, that would have been it. Van Bommel. Van Bommel, yeah. Deco and... I've intentionally, I've intentionally erased that from my memory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's well, a year was... my leg as well. <laughs> oh, blimey, what a year for you. Yeah, it was a great day on the same day. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that was... You were very unlucky in that game. You really should have won it, mm. but... But also... Going back to this Ancelotti thing, because I'm still a bit of... Uh, I mean, I have to speak to you guys. I've obviously I've had some, some areas of doubt in which you've basically made me think twice about a lot of things. But I still feel like, you know, some of the best players around the world that do play for multiple teams, you know, some players obviously don't, but some of the best players that have taken off quite well whilst playing in different teams are like... Ronaldo, uh, <laughs> Luis Figo, Ibrahimovic. Like, even though he's not been to some of the best, you know, he has been to a lot of the best clubs around the world. He's still scoring now. Yeah. Um, you know, Craig Bellamy as well. He's been at nine, <laughs> nine, nine different clubs, but yeah, he still provided quite a lot. I think this is the only the only example where those four players are ever going to be put in one bracket. Ronaldo, I'm not finished. Yeah. Bellamy. Tell you what, though, Craig Bellamy was brilliant at Blackburn Rovers. Craig, Craig in Bellamy, he was fantastic. He was so good, Man United boss. Peter Crouch, you know, Crouchy. he's played for court. so good. Man United bought him back and then ruined yeah, him. I mean, there's great. Well, like, there's Nicholas lots of examples. Yeah, yeah, there, there are lots of examples of. Nick Nicholas Anelka, Beckham, Eto, Alonso, Bale, and he doesn't even speak Spanish. Ro, are you, are you trying to? Are you naming players who have been <laughs> equally as good at one club as they have another? Because you could say that for about nineteen percent of all footballers who have yeah. ever existed. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. So, okay, uh, I agree with you. Then. In that sense, I agree with you. Because <laughs> that's how I've that's interpreted it. That's, that's how I've interpreted it. Like, as much as there's so many factors, I feel like if the player yeah. is good enough... I mean, yeah, generally. It, generally, he's they'll, smart, they'll still it? perform. It, a a yeah. good player will be a good player unless something mad happens. But I, I, I just, yeah, I guess my, my point and I guess the conversation we've had is that I think there are there is nuance that, again, I think Angelotti probably knows, but just, you know, for the sake of a soundbite, has not said. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, generally speaking, in a kind of broad sense, yeah, quality is qual- quality will always be quality, right? Yeah. Like Craig Bellamy, like Louis <laughs> Vigo. Like Peter Crouch, Robert Keane. <laughs> Uh, Nico Cranchar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas and Elka, yeah, yeah. If you if you're listening, Peter Crouch, you know I won't mind a, you know, promoting us. Yeah, you come on our podcast, we'll come on yours. Like we'll sort it out. (laughs) But I want to be paired a fee. That Peter Crouch Edge of the Box podcast. Right, I was thinking briefly, um, and I've mentioned it a few times about players who would benefit from either playing in past eras or possibly, you know, if, if anyone's thought of any players from past eras who would really benefit from playing in this era, you know, the way certain eras of football change and systems change, formations change and stuff. Um, I just wondered if you, if anyone had any, anyone's to throw out there. I don't know how much revision you guys have done, but um, I've got a few. If, uh, if the answer is zilch. I can wing it. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, go on. I think David Beckham would be an amazing attacking fullback in today's no uh, what attacking fullback? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He'd be a good trend with respect. <laughs> I understand the crossing side of it. Yeah, yep. Everything else after that. Well, where, was... Where'd you get your word, Where'd you get your wood from? Where do I get my what? Sorry, your width in the team. You get it from an overlapping fullback. You don't have to. Well, most most top teams don't. <laughs> you can get it from wingers. You don't get. They don't get it from wingers though. But you the wingers, could. The wingers drop in while the wing back. The not in it. Not in every team. Right, Liverpool do it. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be the. No, I, I tell you point. But like Beckham is slower than paint, and I don't mean, need to be quick, mate. Don't he's not. I mean, he's, I don't ever remember him being defensively. It was that one game against Greece where he was like running around doing everything and against Real Madrid in the Champions League when he'd run around and did everything. But I don't see him as a particularly sort of, you know, defensively astute tackling. I, I wouldn't, I, I understand where you're coming from. But and that, that's the other thing. Like, I don't trust him to get up and down that wing much either. I also I've got one. Bex, but I had him as deep line midfield playmaker. Bex. Yeah. But what's, oh, right, in the, in the previous thing. Um, so he's obviously his passing ability. So you'd have him in this in this era again, or would you have him in like a kind of 2012 era when there was um, when there was like um, uh, a 4-2-3-1 pivot sort of thing? I think I'd have him in Mercy or Sarri's Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be the, the Georgina. Metronome. So my no. play would be 
Right, we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about Eggbys now. <laughs> we, we won't let him explain himself. <laughs> no. Moving on. We've heard enough about David Beckham on the podcast. <laughs> I said make it brief. <laughs> you took too long. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. Out of time. So, mine a bit Edison, but playing. <laughs> playing. Every every question we could pose you any question we like, and the answer would be Edison. Because imagine Route One football. Imagine Route One football with Edison in net. Well, you pay it like literally. It's gone. There you go. I'm going to mine. Basically, him and Crouch in the team would. Yeah. Him and Crouchy. Knock it up to Crouchy. Well, yeah, um, yeah there's, there's, there's a slight Edison, Edison, Edison in Premier League years in the 90s. Yeah, that would be the one to watch. Um, Edison in the 1920s. Well, I got a couple. Um, I've always said that, um, again, I'm going to do an ash and apologise for sticking solely to my club, but um, specifically, I've always said specifically Zola, but also Joe, Joe Cole as well or rather specifically Joe Cole, but also Zola as well, I think would really benefit from being in the sort of 2010 to 2015 era where everybody played a number 10. Because both of those guys, like Zola, they were just number 10s playing in different positions. Like Zola played up front. He was not a striker. But that, the standard was 4-4-2 in that, in that sort of era. Same with Joe Cole. He played wide. Um, you know, he would have been... So good in that in the hole there. Uh, I think both of those guys would do really well. What about what about Michael Balak? Obviously not as a, a number ten, but Michael Balak in modern modern time. Because I think oh. when he went to Chelsea, he didn't really set the world alight as much as he did in his previous, you know, clubs. I, but I, think I don't know. Maybe. I don't know whether. I mean, I I'm, I mean again, I'm not necessarily suggesting positional changes. I don't know whether Balak would be mobile enough to play as a number ten. I mean, no, he was, no, no, he was just a, like, not. I mean, sorry, that I, that was wrong. Not mobile enough. Not sort of agile enough. I mean, he was he was mobile. He was agile, but you know what I mean. He's not like a kind of low center of gravity type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd suit. I, yeah, I think Balak would suit um, this generation. I, I don't necessarily think he suffered. What about being... Macaulay? What about him? I, 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 I think in a kind of especially with the the Premier League restart. Where I, you know, how, how I can't think of the words. Into it. <laughs> how vulnerable teams look on the, you know, on the on the defensive side from playing such a mm. such a high attacking base football. I think like a Macaulay there to kind of yeah, I mean to, to, to break up that attack it would be quite beneficial. I know there's defensive midfielders nowadays, but. Yeah, he would. He would. I take again. Um, I mean, it's not going back like pretty ages. <laughs> I think he he would do really well in. Oh, sorry, Dave. You're. I was just going to say, Makaleli and Kante in a double pivot. Oh yeah, I mean, mm. you, you'd never score against them. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Oh, I say, oh, I tell you what, like Makaleli in the holding in the Makaleli role, with Kante and somebody else alongside him, like a sort of attacking flary Loftus Cheek. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, Ali. Yeah, just somebody. Yeah, somebody who could offer you a bit going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, I think McInerney would really suit the um, 
uh, I was going to say, I mean, I guess the, the one issue with, with Mac, like Makaleli's on the ball role was, was very limited. And I don't mean that in the sense that it didn't really matter. It actually did matter quite a lot because he, he was, you know, in the same way that the Liverpool players in, in their midfield are very important yeah. in the sense that they don't offer much technically, but they, that, tra- that sort of very sort of clever transition is, is necessary. I think he'd do quite well in that, in that, in that goal for Liverpool. Um, where you know it's very limited, but I think past midfield rather than through it. But I don't know whether he would suit a kind of press, a Gagan press. He's not, you know, you want him to sit and stuff. It'd be like, just... a, I feel like the city tactic would be really good for him, like the Fernandes. Mm. Yeah, I don't, less, yeah, I mean, possibly. I, I, you sort of wonder whether I wouldn't want to put too much like passing, um, uh what do you call it yeah responsibility on it and again not that he was a bad passer but you just he's not getting the very best out of him he's just a sort of he just re- he reads reads the game so well you just want him to operate sort of always operate positionally def- moving around trying to put fires out or go mm. in places where you know he was always so good at that being in places where the ball is going to go so you wouldn't actually see him make a tackle but actually he's prevented a move I reckon uh, Gaza would have been very prolific yeah. in this modern age. That's a good shout, Gascoigne. Yeah, he he really because he was yeah he would no you're right he would have been really. Wonder where he would have played because I mean obviously he was a centre mid but he was mm. a skillful, dribbly kind of guy. Um, I think again 2010 2015 just behind the striker maybe. Yeah. I think an attacking fullback. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he would. I did done well in in the fourth in the four three three era. Yeah. I reckon he'd have yeah. done really well. Like the sort of yeah, two thousand and five onwards, he'd have been he'd have been amazing in that. Sort of, Kante and Makaleli. Yeah. That well, like, yeah, just in in a you know in in Man United's team in in that period with, um, I don't know, I suppose they played four four two in that in that era. Um, but <laughs> if you put him with a you know alongside. Makaleli and Lampard or Makaleli and Nessian or something because yeah. mm. um, probably yeah I wonder I wonder where he play in systems now he might even be a sort of one of those like inside four I mean I don't know good good question but yeah I reckon that that area would be perfect for him that sort of 2005 to 2010 yeah. I think Ben Ben Foster would do well playing uh, in quite an early period where goalkeepers didn't need Oof. to use their um, feet as much Hoofball what do you mean as in, I thought you were referring about his. Um, oh no, wait! I was going to say about his goal, but no, that was Paul Robinson loving him. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean obviously, just you know, before keepers had to be technical. Yeah, in a sense. You could, to, to be fair, yeah, you you could say that about a lot. You could say that about a lot of keepers, yeah, like uh, especially when they're they're growing up. Their main like training years, where they're actually learning and development, spent in yeah. that era where keepers didn't have to be technical and then you get the younger keepers coming through now. Like obviously your Alison Reddison's yeah. uh, Dean Henderson even. Um I mean I know he's not the best at bolts first, but he's mm. you know, he can improve and he can get better at it and he has that time. Mm. I um I think Zuma, Kurt Zuma was one I thought of of the other day. I was like, he would be he's like, similar to the keeper thing. He's sort of suffered slightly in the sense that defenders now center backs at least are, are, have got to be very technical and can't you know make mistakes he's he's fine technically but he's not he's not great um, but in in a world if you take him back to the 90s or even the early noughties when 
all you had to be as a centre back was strong and Big. good in, and good in the air. Yeah, he he's got that sorted, but he's fast as well. He's rapid. Yeah, yeah. and he would just be like the full package centre back. Like he would be unbelievable. Sort of, you know, wouldn't need to do much on the ball other than simple passes and hoofing it. And he would just aerially dominate every shot. Like I've this guy, I've seen this guy like outpace Vardy. Like that's he's, he's rapid. But it's just you know you don't really get the opportunity because you're, it's all technical and moving up and down lines. It's not really one v ones anymore. Mm. Um, any others? Do you reckon um, Andrea Shavin to play? Well, that's, that's more to play in this area because I think it's more. Of an okay. emphasis on inside forwards and overlapping fullbacks. So you'd have him as a kind of Son or a Mane type position? Because yeah. I think it's I like how Son was first. Because <laughs> <laughs> for Russia, yeah, I think he played just behind the strike. And for Arsenal, he did play left wing, but I don't think the sort of established mm. inside forward had been so. Yeah, you're right. He, he was kind of that weird breed between. Uh, False inside forward. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're right. That that position didn't really exist. It was either you were a you were a sort of direct winger or you were a centre forward, and there wasn't really much of a blend. Yeah. I think in yeah. this era, I think he would absolutely thrive. And he, and he was trick. You know, mm. he, he was technically very. You know, tech could had technical ability. He could do stuff in tight spaces. So I think pressing back as well. to goal as well. Pressing, yeah, industrious. Yeah, I think he'll do this. Yeah. I was trying to think of players that would struggle in this area. Mm. Uh, I think there's so I think, many. I think Shearer, Alan Shearer would. A, you think? Yeah. yeah, I think he'd massively struggle. Um, no, man, I'm, I, I don't disagree. But. I, just, I just think the game's a lot more technical and yeah. I just think that Shearer had that like burst of pace and power and he had that you know instinctive just touch or instinctive shot where he'd get a goal whereas mm. these days I don't think you've got as much time unfortunately I know like back then a lot of his goals sometimes were literally like off you know off off the cuff straight you know off the bat whatever you want to say but um, I think you've got even less time mm. in, in today's era whereas I think a lot of his goals he had you know he had a lot of time no, not a lot of time, but a little bit more time. How do you how do you think the the sort of goal poachers would have would have done? Like your your Michael Owens and Inzaghi's, and it's not quite fair to call Michael Owen a goal just a pure poacher, but Inzaghi specifically, like just very very clever, mm-hmm. very good at reading it, but but you wouldn't necessarily trust him to hold the ball up and lay it off and stuff. I think it would be tough with the lack of pace he has. I think yeah. he would probably thrive because he does have that pace, but yeah. Inzaghi would really have to. Focus on um, his his movement and his intelligence. Maybe, maybe. He can be like a Firmino, maybe. Or like a Muller sort of sort of guy. Yeah, or on Boiter. I think it's it's a bit dependent. Sorry, I think the, the, the Thomas Muller role of football is so cool. Uh, I think it's one of my favourite things. Just just the entire thought of it. It's just you don't need to be good at the sport. You just need yeah. to be good at looking at the sport. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that was. Yeah, that's always um, the thing, isn't it? If you're if you're quick up there, you don't need to be quick at all. I was yeah. to my head for the listeners. <laughs> you don't need to be quick down there. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if if Owen was in like a prime, Owen would 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 be in, let's say, City's team. Um, I think he might be pushed out wide. 
and he'd be almost like you know what Sterling does. He'd be in that kind of position. I feel like he'd be using his positional awareness. He's, to be he's, in that. he's, he's a, just a, his thing was just le- just he was just lethal finisher kind of not lethal finisher like a kind of in terms of shooting, but he was mm. just very very. I don't know. I think Mark Warren sharp in, in front of goal. I, like a Vardy. Um, yeah, I, I could see him more like a Vardy sort of guy. Like he would be yeah. maybe just. I see him at Burnley. Last line of the defense. I do mean that. I, I think I think he's, he works. He always works best as part of a, a, a strike partnership. And I think one of the only teams in the Premier League nowadays that plays, uh, you know, a strike partnership that actually works is Burnley. No. Have you isn't, not, isn't have you not it, been uh, watching Werner and Abraham? Not been watching, is it? So uh, I'll, re- I'll reiterate. Uh, <laughs> Ings and, and Shea Adams as well. Ings and Shea Adams. Yeah, They've been doing right. quite well. But, but, but Burnley in more of a traditional 4 4 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Old fashioned, yeah. 4 yeah. 4 fucking 2. Shearer and Owen up front. Yeah. Shearer and Owen. Yeah, oh, we wouldn't get that mm-hmm. easy. Ooh, they don't like each other no more. <laughs> no Shearer and Sutton say that much how do you think um, Prime Rooney would do well what in this age or <laughs> Prime <laughs> yeah not perhaps yeah he'd be fine he, he had he had he had he had it all didn't he like um, pre-Christian Rooney had had just <laughs> sorry bald Rooney yeah, just like angry oh, Rooney. Red, Rooney. Red, red, red card every every two months Rooney would, yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. That bald Rooney era was quality. Honestly, when he when he it coincided his his calming of his temperament and also the the sort of talent wise went down coincided with the time he found God. And I'm not saying that, you know, God may have saved his soul, but Christian footballers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um did not what role do you think he would play or what position? He'd be, I, just, I think, he'd be up front. I mean, he was just, uh, like, he's think back to that sort of 2003-04 to, to, you know, right, you know, I guess 2009 or even before that, in his, just in his first few years when he was just, he just did everything. He, he'd dribble, he'd, he'd be strong, he'd, be, he'd run past people, um, he'd come back and tackle. He, he just, for three or four years, it was just like, oh my gosh, this guy's got everything as a striker. Um, I think he. I think he'd just be up. He'd be up front, but he'd have enough technical ability to get involved in the you know deep play and stuff. So, Ashley Cole would thrive in the, this modern era as well. I know, obviously, he's at like, is he retired or is he just just near? He is uh, no, he's yeah, he's on the Chelsea Chelsea youth coach. Yeah, I think if he was like a prime Ashley Cole now, I, I think he'd be perfect. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I, I, I think he'd be fine, but I, I think he was in a way better suited to the. Because I, I think his 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 big strength was a kind of per, a, a good blend of really really solid defender, but also could go forward. But I wouldn't necessarily mm. say he was really amazing, like crosser or or dribbler or anything like that. I mean, he could do it, but it, I wouldn't necessarily mm. say that was his strength. Like massive strength. What about Dennis Birdcamp? I had Dennis on my list as well. I've just been thinking about like, yeah. first name base. Ace man. Birdie. <laughs> I'm a ring up my mate Zinedine. <laughs> Go for a drink with Cristiano in a minute as well. Cristiano. Where That's a good question. So where would where would Birdcamp play then? Where because I mean obviously he you know 
the the, the team sheet would say he was a, he was a striker, but I don't know if he played there. Would he? Would he be? A, Campbell, Campbell exist. No. Would he be a sort of Havertz type, like in that kind of one yeah. of the operating between number ten and same side forward? He's, he's, he had he was obviously incredibly intelligent, incredibly technical, but I think he would struggle with lack of pace. Mm. But again, if you if you didn't have him on the if you had him in it, not I'm not saying in centre midfield necessarily, but if you had him deeper and took that reliance on pace away from him and just used his. Yeah, maybe that be maybe just be yeah. that It'd be a sort of Ozil or you know better Ozil, you know what I'm saying like that sort of position in yeah, that pocket. Yeah, I mean that was kind of way he played. He didn't ever play on the last line of no. Of I drop deep and then collect. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe is that like a central attacking midfield, but also being able to drop in would be perfect for him. Like I think it'd be quite similar to how, Kane, how Kane's been playing, where he's been dropping off deep. I think it'd be. You know that that kind of space would be good, where he can dictate yeah. where the yeah. ball goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm. Do you think that's Jose Mourinho doing that? Or I think, or, a, I think it's a mixture of Kane as well as Mourinho. Because didn't Kane play like midfield for the early part of his career? Directly, so I'm sure he did. What for, oh, for yeah. Tottenham or for like other no, loan clubs? Just general, like, lo- loan clubs and stuff. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't speak to you. I don't. I don't think at Leicester, but I may well have done for Norwich, Norwich. Lane Orient, or something. Maybe he's it, the the thing that makes me not think it's a Mourinho thing. And I'm again, I don't mean to keep trying to point, put, you know, put fucking cloud on him, but um, he's <laughs> three premierships, three championships. Uh, but it's just that he he he's done that. For, I know he does it for England, but he did. He he's, has a tendency to do that for for years now. Like he he, yeah. he likes to come deep. Um, he's good on the ball as well. So good. Yeah, people should get that. And I, I know a lot of the balls he was doing some while they were quite accurate. I mean, to some, it was a long ball over the top. You know what I mean? But no, he's he's got more of a sort of nous for those sorts of things than than probably most strikers do. So it does benefit. So uh, we've talked about quite a lot of footballers from the past, really coming forward. Is there any footballers apart from Edison? That, cause, uh, I said uh, Ben Foster. I love how oh, yeah, Ben Foster. Edison is just facts. Like it would work. <laughs> it would work. Obviously. It would. Imagine, <laughs> him, imagine him under Sam Allardyce. Get it up the field. Gone. <laughs> Oof it. Bolton Wanderers. Get him up. Find Kevin Davis. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I've. Uh, yeah, I've, I've given you Zuma. Um, Aaron Wambasaka? As? Yeah. Like, what, just... just uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, just, just, yeah, just, just more of a kind of... Uh, yeah. Back, back before any really... Yeah, without, was on yeah without needing to be properly technical. Or not that he isn't yeah. technical, but... I'd say, Mat- I'd say Matic. Matic should be... Even more booming, deadly. I think, like you know, like Vidic, everyone hated coming across Vidic because he was just like fearless, like he'd happily die on the pitch. I think Matic would be in the same category. Where like midfield-wise, you just won't want to mess with him. I think Matic caught the back end of that, like that sort of when when he was at Benfica and the, mm. and his Chelsea career. That was sort of he did have that role, but yeah, now it seems a bit too too technical and 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 Gagan pressy in there for him. Um, particularly in the Premier League, anyway. But yeah, I think he 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 sort of was briefly for a time yeah. in the right in the right era. Yeah. Um, 
maybe not in the like nineties, but maybe. No, uh, they, they, they don't have heat, they don't have heated seats, so. Yeah, I think I think again, he suited his era in that kind of four-two-three-one era, yeah. Yeah, particularly when he used to work hard. Um, <laughs> when it was good. <laughs> yeah, just tell me. When I would if if they, we were having this conversation in twenty twelve, knowing where football was going to take us in eight and years. I, I would have I would have said David Luiz, but um, David Luiz is obviously still playing. Praise the Lord. Well, playing. It's quite it's quite an abstract term, isn't it? No uh, offense, okay. UB, yeah. That's that's being edited <laughs> out straight away. <laughs> don't you I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think he's all right. He's quite good, though. David, he's past his best, but his memory. I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm the Arsenal fan, and you're the one defending him. <laughs> he's my guy. He will always be my guy. I don't care what happens to him. Right, what about William? Would you defend William like that? I wouldn't knock Willian, but no, I don't. I don't have any loyalty to. I don't have any personal loyalty to Willian. I love you, you know. I love you, know. He got three assists in his first game. It was actually two assists. Why did we? Why did we get rid of him? Oh no! <laughs> I've got one. One that he's best friend, and he's known him since he was eight. Uh, that's Oscar. You're thinking of? No. And he's in China. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, they're good mates. I think Jamie Vardy would be perfect in the uh, older era as well. I, th- I think yeah. he's perfect where he is. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, per- he's doing it exceptionally well now, but I think he'd be... Yeah, one ball over the top. He'd be, you know, exactly. He'd be a... <laughs> yes. Andy Carroll. Yeah. Jamie Vardy and Andy Carroll. Yeah. Why was that never England's strike partnership? <laughs> We'd have won everything. <laughs> yeah. So we the clock. Like, we could have had... That could have been it, and we could have had flipping Allardyce as manager. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.